you guys. I'm not going to take but a few minutes of your time today. I've um, been pretty busy this morning. Um, I had an appointment with my friend Jean, and uh, it went well. She helps me look into my life a little bit and see where I need to work on things to make things better for me. Um, so I'm working on some family relationships. I'm working on relationships with my boyfriend and my son. Um, of course, church is going really well, and that's very helpful. Um, but I just wanted to touch base on this thought because lots of people have like this stereotype of if you go to therapy, you're crazy. That's not it, people. <laughs> You get a new perspective from somebody who has more experience or understands the whole psyche, which we don't. We're just normal people if you haven't went to school for it. So, I noticed today when we were having our conversation, there was this one standard that I had put in place for my relationship with my boyfriend. And she made me look at it a little different. And I realized that I was wrong. Not really right or wrong, but just a different way of viewing it. I could have handled that situation differently and I appreciate the new perspective I mean even you know family members in my past have said well you didn't look at it like this and they could see it like that because really the whole relationship issues is all about perspective and how you see the situation compared to however other, other people see that situation and we're not always easily we can't always look at it from another perspective unless it's pointed out which is another reason why you have accountability so my thought my therapist is like my accountability partner Um, we talk about church we talk about the scripture Um, you know we talked about today about how we're supposed to love our neighbor like the two main um, uh, commandments love God and then love your neighbor as yourself and when we talked about it she just confirmed what I'd said before in my previous con- podcast that we're supposed to love ourselves first and then love our neighbor as we love ourselves. so we need to give instead of giving the love away to other people we need to give that same love to ourselves. And give ourselves grace. Just like as if we would with a a neighbor. Because a lot of people, like I said before, don't even know themselves. And they don't realize how good of a person they are. She also gave me a task of writing down my core values. Ten things that are valuable to me. And And if I had a catastrophe that happened in my life, what would I want to make sure I brought with me to the next step of my life? And so that's one of my projects. Write down what my values are. And then the next thing she said was, okay, let's say it's the end of your life. You got to pick four people, a family member, uh, a neighbor, a spiritual person. What was the other one? Look. And a dear friend. So four different people's perspective at the end of your life, at your funeral, what would they say about you? So, I've completed that. I'm pretty happy with what I wrote. And it makes me realize that I do have value in others' perspectives. So, guys, I'm just saying, 
before you start thinking about what you want and what you feel in your life, especially when things are coming up. And another thing she said, Crystal, why did you respond that way? What was the cause that caused you to respond with that's not good enough? And I had to go back and look at, I had fear in that situation from my past situations that caused me to have that fear and why I set that standard so much higher and, you know, had these certain rules, you know, that I put in place. She said, you need to look at that because that person hasn't done anything to you to cause you to worry about it. But yet you have this high standard that you want them to meet. So it was good. And I hope that this is little five minute tidbit had helped you um, realize that, you know, try to look at at things differently from another perspective and um, ask questions. And it's not about the person. You don't dislike the person or you don't dislike who they are. It's their actions that you don't just that you dislike. It's that they've done something that brought something up from the past which is what happened with me or in the future if this person you know whoever it is does this then I'm not gonna be happy with their behavior not with them their behavior does not change the value of that person just like I told her on the phone I said I realized that we do have value I wrote read a meme on Facebook I think it said um If you don't think you're valuable, then realize that heaven and hell is trying to fight for your soul. You are very valuable. And so that made me realize that we are the best gift of God. Every person is the best gift of God. And we need to realize our value and create a life that we want to be proud of or that we want to enjoy. Make things, you only have one life. How do you want to live your life? What do you want people to say about you? What will they realistically say about you if you're not pursuing that goodness in your life? So, that's about all I have today. But uh, I've got to start working a little bit and I want to go get a shower. You guys have a wonderful day and I may get on tonight after work and talk to you guys. But I appreciate you listening again. I'm humbled that you'll take the time just to hear my podcast and... I encourage you to get your word out. Send me a link to your podcast if you don't show anybody else what you've talked about. And I will listen to it because I want to know what your life is like. Thank you again, guys. Have a good day. See you around the merry-go-round. Hello, everyone. It's Crystal Montgomery. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Today is July 16th, and I want to talk about marks of a damaged soul. So, let's look at uh, the definition of what the word mark is. It means um, as a visible impression or trace of something as a line, cut, dent, stain, or bruise. That's the Webster Dictionaries definition. As we explore the word marks of damage of a damaged soul today, um, I want to review this definition. I want you to review their definition and think about uh, how it personally relates to you. 
<clears throat> let's look at the first words in the definition. A visible impression or trace. What visible impressions or traces has trauma left on your soul? So we're going to review that a little bit today. Um, I made a note here in my notes about going to Philippians 2 and 5. Um, it talks about um, Christ and how he humbled himself and had to go through tons of things, even to death. And uh, during church last week, I don't know where it is in the Bible, but she jumped around quite a few places. Just that, you know, he was first humiliated. He was first treated badly. He was put to death by his own people. And so that's kind of where I want us to direct our thoughts, you know, of ourselves and, and think about all the problems and issues that we've had in our life and how it can relate to this situation that our Savior who came to save our souls so we wouldn't go to hell and have eternal life went through the same or worse, actually worse because he's, you know, he passed away, but yet came back to life. So... Let's read um, in Philippians, starting at Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Um, well, let's do this. Let's go up to 3. It says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Now, let's go back. And remember, you have to love yourself first. So, we don't need to, you know treat ourselves badly either. That refers to us. So we're going to clump ourselves into others as well. When we say others, we also mean us. Value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. That's where, you know, you treat the other person as yourself. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Number six, that was number five. Number six, being who being in his in very nature God. So he came from heaven, God, as man to save us. And he did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, I know there may be people that don't believe, that are listening. And I just want to make this point to you today. A couple of points. First of all, let's go back to the scripture. So... People who do believe and people who don't believe. It says that the 
bad things happen to good people and bad people. There's no difference in in the injustices that happen with people. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that if you have went through trauma, if you have went through horrific issues that's come about, think about all the things that Jesus did. He had to hide from the Sadducees, his own people, the preachers and things that were ruling over his people in that day. He had to hide from them because they thought he was blasphemy and saying that he was the Messiah, which he was, but they couldn't believe it because they thought he was going to come as a rich, very rich man and was going to be able to save Israel from the world and it wasn't how they thought it was going to be. So that's why they don't accept Christ. So uh, Jesus is the Messiah and he came and humbled himself and went through a lot of torment and a lot of pain and put to death and uh, so that makes me feel like you know that I shouldn't be oh poor pitiful me oh poor pitiful me when he's went through it too so it gives me hope that this is not the end seeing he rose from the dead and walked the earth 40 days after and I just want to mention this to those who don't believe do you realize that time itself was divided when Jesus died. Actually, when he was born. So, the timeline, if you ever learn about, I think it's history, they, there's a before Christ and after death. So, his life on earth isn't even in the years. Like, that's an entirely separate time frame that they don't even have, like, a quote unquote label for it time before Christ is BC and time after Christ died is AD look it up check for yourselves time itself is around Jesus Christ and for us to not believe in him or accept that you can't you can't get past the fact that time is is around Jesus Christ's life so there should be no question he's been here from 2,000 years ago and he still is alive and well. I don't see Buddha walking the earth. I don't see Muhammad running around. I don't see none of them. But Jesus Christ sent his Holy Spirit and you see people with the Holy Spirit and anointing every day. So I just want to try to help you understand that you do need to reconsider becoming a Christian because Christ is alive and well and he's waiting for us in heaven he went and prepared a place I've just been watching some um, videos about people who have passed away and stuff and they came back and now they're telling their story look it up online find some stuff about that you're going to be amazed at what you hear so it's been a good day um, I've got to get ready for work and I might play a music a little bit here in a minute this has been a little bit over five minutes, but it's just a little tidbit to get you through your day. And uh, I want you to be blessed, and I'll come back on maybe a little bit later and talk about some more stuff that I've got here from my notes in my um, recovery, healing my soul. So, you guys have a good day, and see you around the merry-go-round.
Good morning, everyone. Again, it's right afternoon and I keep saying morning, but you know, it's what happens when you work second shift. You sleep later. <laughs> so, I was just wanting to check in with everybody and see how you're doing, encourage you in some way. Um, just wanted to let you know that I'm praying for you. Um, you are so special in the kingdom of God. And like I've told my son, you have friends. But it's different when you have kingdom friends because you know those friends are going to be eternal friends. So guys, get out there and make some eternal friends today, some kingdom friends. I'm reaching out to mine and my family today and checking on everyone and seeing how everybody's doing. We did make it through the first part of the week. It's Thursday. Only got one more day to go. So... I'm encouraged that I made it to this point in the week. It has been stressful. So I had this new corporate job and they're asking us to do more things and know more things and I've not had any experience in repairs. So that's challenging, but you know, they're willing to work with me. So I'm happy about that. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of, uh, doing some running things like I always do before work and um, I'm hoping that you have a wonderful day this is less than five minutes I'm gonna get back on in a minute but I just want to encourage you you are loved and go find you some kingdom friends honey have a good day see you around the merry-go-round podcast followers I'm um, <laughs> I'm in transition because I found within the last week I have been so challenged um, it has been oh, gosh like putting fingernails on a chalkboard screeching irritating I mean it's been really difficult this week um, they placed me into a new job and it's not really, I wasn't supposed to be having to do anything different than what I was doing before, but with that new position, becoming a corporate employee, now I've got more responsibilities and the only thing I can see that I really did not know how to do before was actually figure out what's wrong with the TV what part needs to be ordered before the repair guy goes out to fix it. I've never had any repair experience in anything (laughs) at all, let alone a TV. But not only the TV, because I'm getting calls about appliances as well. And usually I would just have to schedule an appointment. And then, you know, it was like a uniform way of doing things. But... Now I'm learning that they want us to fix it where it lands. So every time someone calls and has any issues, they want us to be able to fix the issue right then and there. So that's, you know, a little stressful because, again, I don't know anything about refrigerators or TVs inside of them. So I am learning as I go kind of thing. And the worst part of it isn't even that I'm having to learn (laughs) while I'm trying to do the job. 
it's also that I have my, evidently it must be really bad. <laughs> he said that he had to sit with other people too, but you know, oh, my manager, supervisor, whatever he is to me. Now that I'm in corporate, I really have no idea what the structure is, but the guy that's teaching me and over me basically tells me when I'm at fault and also has been for the last week listening to my calls (laughs) and then once I'm done with this really stressful call I get off the phone just to hear him tell me what I did wrong nothing about oh you did good here and there which I'm sure he probably has thrown those in but as you know and I know you never focus on the good things (laughs) you just focus on what you did wrong so it has been one challenging day Um, Today, I do have to go to the doctor. I've got a concern that I'm worried about. Just, it's not major, but um, I just want to make sure there's no problems. um, If I can get something to help with it. It's more of a physical thing. um, And I don't know what the cause is, but they said I have arthritis in my neck. So, Um, I've got to have that checked. This doctor hasn't checked that out. Only time I've really ever had it checked out is when I went to a chiropractor. When I go in there, they're trying to snap my neck and stuff. So I'm like, okay, how bad is the damage in here? Because when I start to turn my head certain ways, it like catches as if I can't move it anymore. So that scares me. It's not supposed to happen like that. Not in my opinion. So I'm going to have that checked out today. And uh, so I'll be late going into work today. But in, in any case, when he told me yesterday... That he wasn't going to be here today because he's off on Fridays. I was like, thank you, Lord. And the whole time, y'all don't even know, like, I was in between calls or on my break saying, I hate this job. I hate this job. And I was just going on and on and on. And if anybody has ever had something new happen in their life, y'all can relate. Going to school, learning, uh you know, the pattern of what you have to do on a daily basis, but this is like, okay, you're already going to school, you're trying to learn on a daily basis, but now I'm going to have your teacher follow you around and watch every mistake you make. That's kind of how my week's been, so it's been stressful, but when I get to this point in my life, when I'm just like, I can't do this, I start praying more. I'm like, God, you're going to have to come in on my spirit because my flesh is wanting to go to where this dude lives and punch him in the face. And then I start to breathe a little slower with my nose to get the wind going back to my brain, get enough oxygen there so I'm not thinking irrationally. (sighs) So let's get to this. So like I said, I have been praying more um, to try to, you know, handle these situations and I when I get really aggravated I'm like hold on a minute just slow down because you have like 40 years of repair in your brain he jumps from like one issue to another or else he's he's going through the process and even trying to help the guys out on that's doing the repair and he's like well if I do that but that's not something we're supposed to do I'm like okay why are you telling me that if we don't have to do that So, it's been a challenge. But I'm looking for help from the Word. And um, it's in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. 
But ultimately, the value of fruit is for the benefit of others. This is about the fruits of the Spirit. And I have to remember this. This is notes I made to myself. Um, ultimately, the, ben- the value of the fruit is for the benefit of others. So here we are, again, trying to show... Sorry about that. Trying to show um, others the fruit of the Spirit. And... So it says this, who grabs hold of the fruit of our lives and tastes it? Is it ripe, sweet, and delicious, or is it green and rotten, or even possibly artificial? So this is where I start looking at, am I doing what I'm supposed to do for Christ? Because I know that I have been challenged to do it and I have had to have one of the fruits of the spirit that I am so challenged with and my biggest let's just go through them real quick okay love is easy that's no problem I have love that's what I control I give that easy I try to give joy to people with the love that I give them I try to keep peace I don't try to start fights I'm patient. Believe me, I am. <laughs> Pretty much I am. I'm not going to be like I'm a saint or anything, but I mean, dealing with this type of thing, day-to-day life, working at home, new challenges, you know, I'm I'm able to work through them. So I'm patient. Um, I show kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness. This is my challenge. Self-control. That is a fruit of the, of the Spirit. And also the Bible says it's against such laws. There is no law against such things as these nine fruits of the Spirit. There is no law. So you, if you don't want to love somebody, you don't have to. If you don't want to give people joy, you don't have to. If you don't want to be gentle, you don't have to. If you don't want to be patient, you don't have to. There's no laws controlling you to do these things, right? So nobody's making you not do any of those nine things but when you start inspecting your fruit and what people are going to see when they look at you you're going to say okay the opposite of these things are hate sadness so you give people hate or sadness you cause chaos you're impatient you uh, like to mistreat people you're hurtful unfaithful forceful and out of control that number nine is my challenge I'm telling you guys I think that's the hardest one because you can't just always stop yourself when you want to go completely crazy on somebody and start thinking rationally well I'm gonna tell you first thing first breathe through your nose deeply that way your brain starts functioning better because when you get upset and you start getting anxious your body starts to get more excited so you're starting to get an anxiety attack sort of so by stopping for a minute just breathe in your nose and out your mouth a couple of times it's going to cause that oxygen to go to your brain a little more and you can start thinking about how the outcome will be um how your fruit is going to show up so these are things that i'm trying to do right now to help me in my day-to-day life. 
I'd love to hear your comments. Um, I'm going to share this on Facebook and Instagram. So if you guys have anything that you'd like to add, please go ahead and uh, comment below. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. See you guys around the merry-go-round.